What's up, my dudes? It's episode 108 of the Opinion Overload podcast, and today we're talking about something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. So I heard Activision and Destiny are, or Destiny, Bungie are splitting up, which means, which means that Bungie might have the ability to start making actually good games again. Uh, it's a little bit too late for Destiny, though. They should either whip out a Halo 2-level masterpiece of a game or finish Destiny and then start another franchise uh, so that Des- Bungie can re- redeem themselves in the eyes of the people. Overall, though, they really... uh. They really got off well on that one, because Activision is just just terrible. They're so bad. They just they just drain all the enjoyable parts out of games and turn them into a a money-making machine. Which now that I've realized it, not that many like great games in the AAA sphere came out this year. Almost actually none. Like, Red Dead 2 was supposed to be super dope, but it came out and everyone realized, like, oh yeah, Rockstar, uh, Rockstar doesn't really, their, their game design doesn't really work anymore. Um, okay, let, okay, yeah, let's just hop on a horse and ride with some dude for 30 minutes and then shoot, like, 12 people and then ride back for 30 minutes and, uh, do that a thousand times. And then at the end, uh, I don't know, you go to Red Dead Online, which is what the game is really all about, and then have a shockingly inflated economy with no effective way to get money besides buying it through microtransactions, which is obviously suspicious. So you can clearly see the writing on the wall there. Um... I've heard a few, there's a few games that have come out of like the indie sphere this year that have been pretty good, or last year, that have been pretty good though. Uh, Return of the Ober Din was apparently great. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but I want to. There was another game, actually, you know, I will say, God of War was a AAA game and apparently it was dope. Um, but it, it's like one in how many games were released this year, like easily a hundred, probably more for the triple A stack, like no way less than 50 games were released. So if like one in a hundred games is excellent, then you have a problem. Which means, apparently, that this was a cycle in like the late 80s and early 90s. That games, they have a period where someone comes up with a new like core mechanic and they come up with some great games. And then for a good few years, people replicate that or try and replicate that by copying the general core mechanic and be adding a few features here and there. But really, they're just trying to keep the hype going for uh, that type of game. And we've seen that 
we're continuing to see it. And I think there's probably going to be some new type of game, new mechanic or new genre or franchise that sparks off a whole new thing. And then people start realizing that that's where game design is going to go. I think it's going to have something to do with VR, but I don't know, really. I was thinking about it the other day. Doom, the Doom 4, came out in 2016, and I still play that game. Like, it's super fun. Dark Souls 3 came out in 2016, and I still play that game. Dark Souls 2 came out in, like, 2012, and I play that game. Because they're great games. Like, Doom is one of the funnest games of all time, in my opinion. Because they're not trying to force it a story. He's like, okay. You have a gun, and you're really fast, and uh, reloading, basically negligible. Just kill as much as you can, and we'll give you extra points for killing as fast as you can. That's the coolest shit out there. I really want Doom Eternal to come out like ASAP, but it's not going to happen. We have to give them a break on that one. Oh. Damn. I think I got a fucking pimple from jujitsu in my beard. Not a fan of that. So, in other news, uh, let's find something to talk about on the internet. Oh, so I found out that there's a fucking Olympic. Like. There's a judo coach who trained the United States world team two times. He was like a two-time Olympic coach or whatever in San Diego. Like, what the fuck? And he was a D1 wrestler. So I got to talk to that dude because really, like, okay. Apparently, Alliance MMA has a dope wrestling program, uh, but I don't want to go out to Chula Vista. And Poway is getting a regional training center, but, like, I don't want to go out to Poway all the time. And the problem is, like, going to a regional training center where they're giving the money to be a fucking Olympic facility, dope. But at the same time, like, ugh, why has it got to be in Poway, dude? Why couldn't you put it somewhere closer? And the reason for that is that Poway is a fucking powerhouse wrestling program in California. But, unfortunately, they can't be closer. Um. Huh. You know, I was trying today. I was trying real hard uh, in jujitsu, and it's weird to me that. So where I train at, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it before, but if I haven't, it's Atos Jiu-Jitsu, the headquarters, because apparently it's a super big franchise. And the level of fucking competition there, like, I got my shit kicked in today. I did okay yesterday, but I got my shit kicked in today. And the weird part was that I, like, I don't even know how I got fucked up in some of those cases. Like, I was rolling with a black belt, which, self-explanatory, why I got fucked up. 
and he wrist locked me with his chin. Like I was grabbing his collar. I was in the bottom of a side control getting fucked up and I grabbed his collar. Usually like you frame in jujitsu, you push the neck away from you. Well, I didn't have my hand deep enough. Like I apparently you grab the, the cloth and gi. I didn't do that because in no gi and wrestling, you always know, just post that hand or whatever. Well, in wrestling, if you're on your back, you're fucked anyways. But in no gi, you post your hand or forearm on his throat and you push. Well, I had my hand too low and he wrist locked me. Like, what the fuck, man? How? How is that even? That's fucking witchcraft. Interestingly enough, though, I don't really have a good guard game developed, but I'm learning one. I don't like super grip dependent guards like lasso and fucking worm guard. I think they're bullshit because in, in like speaking practically, if you need to lace a dude's jacket in between his legs to hold him in place, like you probably have other issues to be honest with you. Like, you could probably do the same thing effectively with, I don't know, a fucking takedown and just put him on his back. But I'm not a warm guard expert. Some people are. And uh, they'll probably tell me, oh, you're a fucking idiot. Because, you know, this is why warm guard is the shit. And, uh, okay, you like warm guard. I don't. But there is a thing called single leg X, which I am kind of a fan of. Because uh, some guy pointed it out to me at the gym. And he was like, you know what, you can do closed guard because you have strong legs, but you might want to consider single leg X because you're basically putting all the strength of your legs onto one leg and isolating it and fucking like crushing it. And the dude has to hold your weight. Kind of. And it's super easy to sweep people because you're isolating one leg and really you just fucking eat them. And I... I kind of find it interesting. Setting it up for me is kind of hard. Like, I got it in a few times today against some some guys. Like, the guy who taught me, like, we were just drilling it for a bit and sweeping each other back and forth. But I got it in on one guy. And it was weird because I swept him, but I don't have the technical ability yet to, like, really turn it into a dominant position. But fuck, that was so efficient. Like... I got into the guard and I just fucking grabbed his ankles and swung his knee back and forth and it was over. I'm like, come on. I do think I need to work on that a lot more though. You know, the one thing that's really fucking me up in gi is the way that the cloth makes it easy to grip you. Um, something I learned, I got to roll with the number one middleweight in the world this week. And again got devastated but he was explaining to me just sort of like off the off the head tip if someone grabs your collar you can't shoot leg attacks on them which i didn't realize but that opens you up for a bunch of judo throws i mean i just made that connection myself because that's how you set things up in judo the problem is people stiff arm and breaking those grips is really hard to to dedicate like energy to breaking a grip and not leaving yourself vulnerable. Like if someone gets a collar grip on you, you have to take both hands and break that grip, which gives them the opportunity to do something else and set you up for something. So really you just don't want to get grabbed. Uh, that's 
what I'm noticing here, but it's kind of inevitable. Overall, though, I, I really don't know like how to defeat it yet. Because uh, I'm getting tapped with things that are like, oh, this is impossible in Nogi, but because we have a piece of cloth on, uh, you just choked me with my own jacket. And yeah, that's a super effective move. But at the same time, um, I don't really understand how to combat it yet. Besides grabbing the jacket and pulling away. But that can only postpone a choke for so long. Realistically, what you have to do, from what I can gather, is one, not being in a position to get choked. Two, if you are getting choked, you have to minimize the range of motion that they can use to choke you, I guess. I mean, if they're digging their hand way up into your collar and pulling it across your neck to choke you... Fighting the hand isn't really going to work because what's choking you isn't their hand, but your jacket. So, see, it's it's hard to for me to you know make some of these connections. But there's guys like high level black belts are like, yeah, bro, this is why it, this is why it's fucking you up. But right now, I don't know. Like the thing I realized as a white belt is that really I'm just a walking practice dummy for a bunch of my uh of the higher belts like when i roll with white belts i do fine but when i roll with higher belts blue purple brown anyone basically it's it's uh gonna be a rough time now the one thing i do think is gonna be really key to succeed in gi is judo throws in general judo ability because it's super efficient like, wrestling is great, and it's probably the most consistent grappling. Like, out of all the things, if you're a great wrestler, you're going to be good at everything else, typically. But in gi jiu-jitsu, if you have a background in judo, like... I was just messing around with like Tayatoshi and throw other throws, but I did reasonably well with it today. Like I wasn't able to throw anybody. Uh, I did it a little bit in the drills, but I wasn't able to throw anybody. But I got stupid close to it, and I've only been training judo for maybe a month. So, like, if you get the setups right which I need to work on my setups. Like there's one where you jam your elbow in, you push them and then you make the setup and you pull them back and you just throw them over. But if I can get that stuff set up like, and have a comprehensive like leg attack system, it's, it's over for people because I can attack a takedown from anywhere, which is really what I want. Like I don't want to just have a single leg takedown. Like, okay, that's a good takedown to have. It's one of the highest percentage of takedowns in wrestling. But to only have that, it's kind of a hole in your game because if someone realizes that, they watch your film, they're like, oh, this guy can only take me down one way. Whereas if I can hit someone with a, a Sotagari or a drop shoulder throw or, you know, any of the judo throws and then wrestling attacks and even wrestling throws, which aren't as, like, efficient and finesse-based 
as judo throws because it's really what judo is about it's like the finesse of the throw they're pretty like brute strength but they're devastating like judo throws aren't as devastating as a wrestling throw if someone just picks you up and suplexes you you're gonna have a hard time you can get shoulder thrown thrown and be okay like it happens because judo throws are meant I could say they're meant to be gentle because they call it the gentle art, but really it's kind of a misnomer. Like jujutsu, which is the derivative Japanese term for jujitsu, we just kind of translated it weird. It means gentle path or gentle art, but it doesn't mean that it's a physically gentle sport. Like it's a really violent sport, <laughs> but it doesn't take much if you apply force in the right place to succeed and submit your opponent or win. So what it, it really means is that you can take someone and they could be the strongest dude in the world. <clears throat> but if you apply force at the right time in the right place, that strength is going to mean nothing. So that's what jujitsu means. I'm kind of interested in going to see that uh, Olympic coach because, one, I wouldn't mind competing in judo at a high level. Two, that experience means something. Um, he also seems to coach wrestling, too, which would be great, because I need a dude to teach wrestling. I didn't really like the wrestling program at my old jiu-jitsu school, because it was jiu-jitsu for, or wrestling for jiu-jitsu, which, okay... <clears throat> cool, but I don't really feel like it. I, I just don't like it. Um, I wonder about, let's see. I wonder what the deal with Captain Marvel is. Oh, shit. Let's see this. Seahawks fire entire strength and conditioning staff. Head trainer Donald Rich. Hmm. So they cut an entire strength conditioning team for what? Huh. I guess they're just overhauling it. You know what I really hate? Those sponsored content posts that are like, oh, uh, city you live in. Uh, driver, new driving law outrages citizens or like things that doctors are like, yeah, this is a cleanse. It's going to just absolutely 1 million percent purify your entire, uh, your entire body. Like I hate those. This move will be the death of me. I'm probably going to edit a clip of that out. Uh, I, I'm going to call this one for today. Um, next episode is going to be about the 95 theses of Martin Luther and the just some of the general philosophy about it because he seemed to be a pretty interesting person up until the point in his old age where he started hating Jews. I didn't learn that too recently. That was kind of, kind of disheartening. Um, I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Remember, share the show with your boys. Give us reviews on iTunes. All that cool shit. Wu-Tang forever. Uh, peace out.